This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So the scrapyard owner in Okamulgee, Oklahoma, has now been arrested. He was uh, arrested in Florida where they found him and now they're shipping him back to Okamulgee. He is a person of interest in the Okamulgee murders. And we don't need any coast-to-coast music or anything today. I am just fascinated with this story. So he owned the scrapyard and was named the person of interest on Friday night. Now that now that he was reported missing. Yesterday we talked about how he was reported missing. Well, uh, they found him in Florida driving a stolen car. <laughs> I know. It gets weirder all the time. There's no proof of anything happening on his property. Uh, in the adjoining adjacent property, there was a scene where some a violent event happened, where I'm guessing that's where these guys were murdered, or that's what the police believe. But they found his car abandoned behind some shop in another city in Oklahoma, and then arrested him in uh, Florida driving a stolen car. Okay. So then he claimed that uh of course there's no charges filed against him as of right now i mean it's an ongoing investigation now he the scrapyard owner claimed that um he is serving a probation for pleading guilty to assault and battery with a deadly weapon back in 2012 so he claimed to the sheriff's deputies that he caught six alleged burglars at one of his salvage yards and shot one of them. The others fled. Oh, okay. So we know that the four guys who disappeared last week were found in the river, dismembered and shot. But we don't have the weapon. We don't have the bikes that they were on when they went on their usual Sunday bike ride um we know that they had said to some other friend that they were going to hit a lick and not have to worry about anything anymore so we're guessing that that was going to be some sort of big crime that they were going to commit but we don't know if they committed the crime we don't know if they weren't able to commit the crime and we don't know what the crime would be (laughs) so it's just really a strange story the oak mulgi murders and I will keep you updated on what's happening. So as of now, we do know that uh, we have the bodies of the four men. They are not missing. We have the scrapyard owner. That was where one of the cell phones pinged the owner. We have him in custody as a person of interest. And that's it for right now. So hopefully we'll find out what happened and how these guys, uh, why these guys were murdered last week in Okmulgee. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. And we know now that Ye is being sued. 
We talked yesterday about the possibility of it happening, and I'm kind of, you know, we said how much fun it would be if it were to happen, and it looks like it is going to happen. The mother of George Floyd's daughter, Roxy Washington is the mother, has launched a $250 million legal bid against Ye after his controversial comments about George's death. Remember, Ye claimed that George Floyd died after taking fentanyl and that Derek Chauvin's knee wasn't on his neck. Attorneys claimed that the false statements about Floyd were used by West to promote his brand. Now, he made the comments on the Drink Champs podcast, which has since been taken down. Okay. So, uh, Nuru Witherspoon, a partner at the Witherspoon Law Group, who is representing the family, said the interests of the child, Gianna Floyd, are priority. She is being traumatized by Kanye West's comments. And and what I don't understand is why they would call him Kanye. Okay, his name is Ye. Okay, you as an attorney for the Witherspoon Law Group should know that, but I digress. Uh, his comments, and he's creating an unsafe and unhealthy environment for her right okay all right <laughs> like i said yesterday uh this will be fun to see it through is is yay gonna end up uh you know costing 250 million to give to these people i mean in today's world probably yes in yesterday's world no but we no longer live in yesterday's world. We live in a world where Kim Kardashian makes $1,689,000 a post on her Instagram account. <laughs> uh, I was looking at the Instagram rich list. And by the way, uh, with Kim Kardashian and her 311 million followers, she is sixth on the list. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at the top 10 you've got kendall jenner uh, running in the family man she gets one million two hundred and ninety thousand dollars a post uh at number 10 and then you get chloe kardashian uh she gets one million three hundred and twenty thousand dollars per post 243 million followers on instagram Beyonce, with 256 million followers, gets $1,393,000 per post. Coming in at number seven, Ariana Grande, 311 million followers. She gets $1,687,000 per post. Uh, Kim, uh, tied with Ariana with 311 million followers, uh, makes a little bit more. Uh, a couple thousand dollars more at $1,689,000 a post. Then you have The Rock with 315 million followers on Instagram. He gets $1,713,000 per post on his Instagram account. Number four, at 320 million followers, Selena Gomez. She gets $1,735,000 per post. Number three, Lionel Messi with 327 million followers on Instagram. 
he gets $1,777,000 per post. Coming in at number two with 338 million followers on Instagram and getting $1,835,000 per post, Kylie Jenner. And at number one, with 442 million followers on Instagram and earning $2,397,000 per post, Cristiano Ronaldo. So that's the world we live in now. (laughs) There's no doubt about that, man. Uh, Four Kardashians slash Jenners made it to the top ten. Wow, that's pretty pretty good keeping it all in the family there. So congratulations. Congratulations because that's the world we live in today. And yes, it's the same world where I find myself wanting to win the Powerball drawing tonight, the 19th of October, 2022. The drawing is $508 million. Now that's a cash value of only $256.3 million. And I'm looking forward to winning. So those of you that are playing to thinking you're going to win, Sorry, it's going to be me. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. You see where Netflix added 2.4 million new subscribers in the most recent quarter. Now, they said they were only going to add about a million but so they're happy uh they lowered their expectations to a million and then so it came in at 2.4 and now we're happy yay we got 2.4 million subscribers yay so right now they have a total of what 220 some million subscribers uh probably closer to 225 something like that which is uh seems to be uh pretty good uh you can quote me on that pretty good <laughs> yeah okay it says here they have 223 million all right like i was i was close both ways uh anyway so they uh they grew subscribership wise but what's really weird is they say that most subscribers um in asia and the pacific region with uh uh, 1.4 million new paid memberships compared with only a hundred thousand in the u.s and canada i mean that is like nothing in the u.s and canada wow okay maybe you ought to think about i don't know what do you think lowering the price a little bit i mean where are we at with netflix now 20 bucks a month for the top tier uh okay all right fine i know that they're starting to i think uh this year all right now i have to find it but they're going to start uh having their ad tiered platform so okay well how much is that gonna cost me all right here it is (laughs) there you go ask and you shall receive so uh they're rolling out 6.99 a month ad supported tiered called basic on november 3rd i mean it's coming 
On November 3rd in uh, the United States, Australia, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Korea, Mexico, Spain, and the UK. They're partnering with Microsoft to serve ads to users. Says they'll last anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds. And I wonder when they're going to go in. I'd like to see the marker points. Okay, I can handle the 15 or 30 second ad. It's the amount that I can't take. But anyway, uh, this new tier doesn't give subscribers access to Netflix whole library due to licensing restrictions. Wait, what? Basic subscribers also can't download anything on their devices and can only view content in HD. The company's ad-supported tier notably arrives before Disney+, Plus, which is set to go live on December 8th. Interesting. Okay. So uh, they have that. Now they, have, they also claim that they're going to start cracking down on uh, password sharing, which we've talked about here on Chewing the Fat before. Every, you know, every so often they crack down on, uh, they say that they're going to crack down on uh password sharing that's what they say and this latest story you know they're going to crack down globally on password sharing you know next year oh okay so apparently uh they want to uh, give users the ability to transfer profiles to new accounts and it will start letting subscribers create sub accounts starting next year in line with its plans to monetize account sharing more widely all right it says the company added uh, 2.4 million to the streaming service yeah 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 um let's see they lost subscribers for the first time in over 10 years uh the subscriber count dipped by another 1.3 in the u.s and canada and 1 million worldwide last quarter but you know they picked up of course in that last quarter so if they're gonna start worrying about password sharing uh maybe you drop the price plus i mean with the ad tier it'd be okay to have the ads and be able to access everything but if you can't access everything that's kind of kind of ridiculous right i mean why would you you do that i mean i'm i'm tired of paying 20 bucks a month so if i can't get everything I want it all or nothing. All or nothing, Netflix. I want to have access to everything. Plus, if you want me to watch commercials, fine. I'll watch commercials. I want to have access to everything. And I want it to be a lot cheaper. There. And if I do that, uh, I'll make it make it so that I can't share my password. All right? That's one account, one password. Period. I don't like the way that sounds, but that's probably what they're going to do. Have you heard of the mischief? <laughs> it's, a, it's a mischief zip car. It's uh, M-S-C-H-F. And it's a uh, called a non-practical concept dub, dubbed key for all. Uh, K-E-Y, the number four, A-L-L, key for all. And they sold a thousand keys that all unlock the same car, just one car one zip car that's it and so you, you have there's a thousand keys out there 
And I think the keys, I'm not sure how much the keys cost. I'm going to play a video here that in a little bit that will, uh, oh, it's like for 20 bucks. The key for all is available now on Mischief website for like 20 bucks. All right, $19 uh, U.S. money. So uh, anyway, you get the key and the key fob, right? All right, so you don't get the car. There's one car out there. To find the car, you can call Mischief's car location hotline. And by doing that, then it offers hints of its whereabouts in New York City. When the key fob uh, comes into close proximity with the mystery car, its green LED will also light up. And the specific look and model of the vehicle uh, have not uh, yet to be determined, though collective promises that it's a fun-to-drive classic with turbo. And so they want it to last forever until the car is destroyed or impounded. Right, so key for all. Now the whole point is, is that it's unownable. Right, a journey and a, you know a temporary blessing, as they call it. It's a contest without the security of victory. If you find the car, it's yours. You want to enjoy it, uh, enjoy the fruits of your victory, and drive around. You can, but you must accept that the risk of taking the car out into the world that another driver is going to snatch the vehicle out from under you when you park it and leave it. I mean, it's kind of a fun little thing. But then I see a video from a lady uh, on TikTok. Uh, Liz is old, and uh, she is a little wound up because of what happened to the mischief car. If you haven't heard about the mischief car, look it up. Okay, this I girl did. was one of 5,000 people who had the key to something called the mischief car okay basically anybody could take this car if they could find it via the gps and then just drive off with it hence mischief she flies across the country finds the car takes the car disables the gps and proceeds to drive across the country with the stolen Ah. vehicle I say stolen because the point is to have the GPS active so that way anybody, one of the 5,000 people with the keys, could come and get it at any time. Hence the mischief. The car needs to be reported stolen. She needs to go to jail. Because if it was one of us, it would have been reported. Amen. Amen. So what do you do? What do you do? Like this person, uh, you know, disabled the GPS and drives it out of the greater New York metroplex, um, you know, New York City, the five boroughs. Um, so I mean, it's, uh, it sounds like it's mischief. <laughs> episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com 
So I was looking at uh, the new 2022 best small cities in America study that ranked 1,300 cities with a population between 25,000 and 100,000 in five overall areas, affordability, economic health, education and health, quality of life, and safety. And uh, I, I just brought to my attention because two cities in the DFW area, South Lake, and Flower Mound are on the list. South Lake came in number 35 overall, and uh, Flower Mound came in number 89 overall. So then I thought, yeah, let's go see who's number one in some of these uh, some of these areas. So affordability and the best small city in America, Wildwood, Missouri. So that's the cheapest place that you can buy property, but economic education quality of life safety uh, not that great <laughs> economic and health looking at uh, saratoga springs utah number one in economic and health education and health looking at bethesda maryland at number one but the other uh the other classifications not that great wonder what the number one city small city in america for quality of life myrtle beach south carolina wow then uh, sarasota florida asheville north carolina pensacola key west santa barbara santa monica greenville south carolina monterey california lancaster pennsylvania but that's uh, those are all you know they were top 10 of quality of life safety Safety, safety, the safest places to live in the small cities in America. Number one, tied for number one, both in Virginia, Sterling, Virginia, and Ashburn, Virginia. Wow, congratulations. And uh, percentile, you're looking at uh, Lexington, Massachusetts, Arlington. All these are 99% uh, percentiles. So you've got what... uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen in the ninety-nine percentile. But the number one total score city, small city to live in, with a total score of seventy point five eight is Lexington, Massachusetts. So congratulations for the smallest city, best smallest city. In America, Lexington, Massachusetts. Wow, that is good for you. Wow, the top. Wow. All right, now let's take a look at here the uh, top five total scores. Lexington, Massachusetts. Arlington, Massachusetts. Milton, Massachusetts. Newton, Massachusetts. Melrose, Massachusetts. Needham, Massachusetts. Wow, the top six. The top six for the best small cities in America, all in Massachusetts. That seems a bit uh, a bit iffy. It seems like maybe uh, the Massachusetts area may have, uh, you know, I don't know, donated some money to Wallet Hub. I'm not calling Wallet Hub out or anything. Uh, they do fine, but I'm just saying it's a possibility when you see something like that. Maybe it's just me. I mean, it's not a small small city, but I see where American Airlines is opening an exclusive employee-only hotel at uh, their DFW World Headquarters. 
Uh, that's kind of a good idea, actually. Uh, scheduled to open in early, uh, sometime next year. Uh, the staff will stay at the hotel during training and business meetings. It is a small city. Yeah, it's going to include spaces like dining room, uh, basketball courts, 73,000 square foot gym. Uh, they said that it will not be open to the public. But they sent a memo to the staff outlining details about its brand new employee-only Skyview 6 hotel opening in early uh, opening in early 2023, costing the uh, airlines $250 million. And that's special. Employees, flight attendants, airport agents, pilots heading to training at both American and its wholly owned regional carriers will be able to stay at the exclusive 600-room accommodation. Other staff will also have access to the hotel for things like business meetings, according to American. We're hoping to simplify team members' visiting experience. Now, when they stay in these cities, they all, like I've known a couple of pilots that have had apartments that they rent out with other pilots in other cities where they stay. Right where they get laid over, St. Louis, Detroit, Orlando, Miami, DFW—you know wherever you get laid over, laid over—you need a place to stay. And instead of having you know playing staying at some crappy hotel, especially if you're going to be lay, laid over for a couple of days at a time, instead of being at a crappy hotel, you will you know you rent an apartment or you rent a townhouse or something with you know five or six or more pilots and that's where everybody stays when they get laid over in that city i mean it sounds like a good idea and why wouldn't they do that in their major hubs like where uh, dfw is for american airlines uh so they're gonna have a place for you to come for all your meetings and uh you know all your uh hobnobbing with the bosses but if it's a layover why not stay there at the uh, american airlines uh small city hotel the skyview six hotel that's going to open here in dfw uh by their uh by their national headquarters so i mean okay cool uh they have the i'm sorry it's their dallas fort worth headquarters i thought it was their i thought it was their international headquarters but maybe not maybe not no dallas fort worth is american airlines uh that's their main headquarters so Okay. I mean, it's the world's largest airline, okay, when measured by fleet size and schedule pass. So, hello. Uh, you know, we need a beautiful place, Skyview 6 Hotel here in DFW for employees. I'm going to have to find a way to get maybe an American Airlines, you know, employee pass so I can boop, go into the hotel and, you know, do a little swimming in the pool and maybe a little basketball on the court, you know, but for sure a little swimming in the pool with the and just uh just here to swim thanks for asking take care speaking of hotels and uh wanting to go see maybe some creepy hotels because halloween is close by just a few days away apparently there's the 1886 crescent hotel in spa uh in eureka springs arkansas that is uh, haunted there's the Hotel Alex Johnson in Rapid City, South Dakota. There is the Story Inn in Story, Indiana. Oh. There's the uh, Skirvin Hotel, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. There is the 
Blennerhassett Hotel in Parkersburg, West Virginia. There is the Hotel Monteleon in New Orleans, Louisiana. There is the uh, Clown Motel in Tenopah, Nevada. Ooh, I don't know, that does not look sound fun. The Hawthorne Hotel in Salem, Massachusetts. And the Holiday Inn Express, San Antonio, North Riverwalk area in San Antonio, Texas. The Don Cesar, I've stayed at the Don Cesar, in St. Pete Beach, Florida. That's, uh, that's haunted? Okay. Uh, Hotel Park Central in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Old Harbor Inn in Savannah, Georgia. The Stanley Hotel in Este Park, Colorado. Those are the top haunted hotels in America. I'm going to find out what happened at the Don Cesar to make it uh, make it haunted. Um, the story behind the colorful castle seized property, size property aptly named the Pink Palace is one of a broken heart. Thomas Rowe built the hotel in homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Met and fell in love with while studying abroad in England. The romance was real. Uh, she nicked him Dan Don Cesar before her inexplicably enraged parents forced them to part and took her back to Spain. And the result in the hotel is almost a frame-for-frame tribute to the courtyard and fountain where they formerly met in England. Uh, one white suit and the other in a Spanish dress. So we have the sightings of the couple at the Don Cesar. I have never seen uh, the couple at the Don Cesar. So perhaps some of these stories aren't real. What? I know. I know. But perhaps. Perhaps. I know that some of the hotels, you know, have uh, doors swinging open, (laughs) windows opening and closing. So it's possible. It's possible that it's not real. Don't look at me like that. I just said it was possible. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR and uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can uh, follow, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You should be a subscriber to this show, Chewing the Fat. If you are listening uh, to this show and you're not a subscriber, then you're a freeloader and nobody likes a freeloader. The podcast, of course, is free. So just subscribe on whatever platform warms the little innards of your soul. But if you're not a subscriber and you're listening, you're a freeloader. Everybody likes free stuff. Nobody likes a freeloader. So make that happen. Also, you can email the show, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, if you want to pass along information, send in jokes of the day, write me your little Ukraine poems, whatever, uh, be sure to email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Also, uh, you can get a discount at Kexi Cookies. 
uh, for a limited time. I don't know how long this will last, but if you go to Kexi Cookies on Kexi.com and use the promo code the Jeffy, you will get 18% off. I know. I know. You're welcome. So Kexi.com, promo code the Jeffy will get you 18% off there. You can go to theblaze.com uh, slash TV. And you can subscribe uh, for Blaze TV, which is not free. But uh, if you use the promo code Jeffy, that will give you a discount. Uh, and you can subscribe. And that helps keep this show free. So you can do that as well. Congratulations to Anna Mae Wong. Anna Mae Wong. She's going to become the first Asian American featured on U.S. Currency. Wow, so it's part of the program of honoring distinguished women and their contributions. So congratulations to Anna Mae Wong, who's going to be on the quarter. Uh, If you don't know who Anna Mae Wong was, she was uh, known as the first Chinese-American Hollywood star and appeared in over 60 movies throughout her career. Uh, And the the quarter will go into circulation this Monday, according to the U.S. Mint. So, I mean, you'll be able to drop those in the old soda machine starting on Monday. Uh, it's, uh, look, Wong was courageous advocate who championed for increased representation and more multidimensional roles for Asian-American actors. Uh, this quarter is designed to reflect the breadth and depth of accomplishments by Anna Mae Wong, who overcame challenges and obstacles she faced during her lifetime. So congratulations to Anna Mae Wong. Yeah, even through all the trials, through all the tribulations, you have ended up on a quarter. And I don't know if Anna Mae Wong used uh, chemical hair straighteners or not, but uh, they may lead to higher risk of uterine cancer. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. Yesterday, the National Institutes of Health released a study that found women who frequently used their straightening products, uh, I guess that would mean at least four times a year, uh, more than doubled their risk for developing uterine cancer. That's after the study tracked over 33,000 women between the ages of 35 and 74 for about 11 years. During that time, 378 uterine cancer cases were diagnosed, and it comes as rates of uterine cancer are on the rise in the U.S., particularly among black women. While the research didn't find a link between straightener use and uterine cancer with race, the risk may be greater for black women so don't be using the hair straighteners i mean they we've talked for years about the hair dye and uh, you know seeping into your brain and giving you alzheimer's <laughs> true i don't know i don't know if it's true or not but it's very possible that it is now uh, you know what i'm saying so apparently uh the participants who reported using hair straighteners 60 percent self-identified as black women and researchers say that in addition to using hair straightening or relaxer products more frequently black women also start using them at an earlier age than other races and ethnicities worth noting 
Black shoppers, according to one report, spend around $473 million annually on hair care, which is a $4.2 billion industry. Another study found that frequent use of permanent hair dye and chemical hair straighteners can lead to an increased risk of developing breast cancer with products predominantly used by black women containing more potentially hazardous ingredients. So no mention of Alzheimer's though on the, uh, on the old hair dye. Uh, the study doesn't specify which brands or ingredients uh, participants used, but it does say several chemicals they've found uh, that have been uh, that are in straighteners, uh, parabens, uh, biphenol, a metals, formaldehyde. Man, you can't get enough of formaldehyde. Uh, could be contributing to the increased risk. <laughs> Not to mention that chemical exposure in hair products is absorbed at a higher rate through the scalp. Yeah, that's why if you get the hair dye, it gets you Alzheimer's. That's what we're saying. Now you can take the bet. I mean, you know, it's up to you. You can, you know, it's possible you t- you take the deal, right? You want your hair to look a certain color. Yep. Okay. That's what we're going to do. So either, either your hair gets a certain color or you, you know, you settle for, yep, I wanted a good color. I'm willing to have Alzheimer's. Just the way it is. And there's probably going to be a cure before too long anyway. Right? Right. Of course. Now, we also know that uh, the FDA made a case for pulling uh, McKenna. I think that's how you pronounce it. M A K E N A. Uh, drug meant to lower the risk of premature births they made a case to pull it off the market uh the agency granted accelerated approval to mckenna mckenna in 2011 with the condition that a follow-up study would be conducted but that ended up showing the drug didn't reduce premature deaths or result in healthier outcomes for newborns so what the hell are we taking it for and uh, it uh, it actually increased the risk of side effects like blood clots and depression in mothers. So now the FDA wants to yank the pregnancy drug. Uh, yeah, after more than three hundred thousand, uh, after th- more than three hundred thousand women have already taken it. Well, you know what? I, okay, but if it doesn't do anything and it's even worse for you, uh, we can help you with something else. Uh, they argue that the evidence uh, the company, McKenna, or the drug uh, company that makes McKenna, argues there's evidence the drug may work in some black women. Oh, oh well, it might work. So uh, the black women are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women. Uh, and apparently the inconsistent trial outcomes may be the result of differing patient populations. So it's asking for time to do another further research while keeping the drug available to those who need it. Oh, okay. So, hey, um, could you just voluntarily maybe pull it off the market if the trials aren't showing showing the effectiveness? Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, We're not going to do that. We'll wrap it up in the middle of the week and we'll... We'll decide whether it's going to get tossed or not, uh, but uh, we'll we'll let you know. I would guess that uh, since it actually increased the risk of side effects like blood clots and depression in mothers, and it didn't reduce premature births uh, or result in healthier outcomes for newborns, I would guess that you would just, I don't know, 
pull it off the market. Hey, congratulations to Jeff Bezos. Uh, he's, uh, you know, over in Italy, going to accept his uh, Gal- the Vatican's Galileo Prophets of Philanthropy Award. Congratulations. I wonder how much he gave to the Pope for that. But uh, in his acceptance speech, he spoke about finding the most sustainable solution uh, that would solve the problem, not just in the moment, but forever after. Wouldn't that be wonderful, Jeff? Um, but, uh, you know, the ex, Mackenzie, is giving all kinds of money away. She said she's going to give it all away till they go broke. Uh, she's going to give it all away till the safe is empty. I mean, I've even asked Mackenzie here on this show, look, I'm here. Uh, help if, if if helping me helps you i'm here for you so help me help you <laughs> and you know drop a dime on me only a little bit more than a dime would be helpful but okay she just uh she said that she's gonna give away the entire 36 billion and she's doing it too she just gave 84 million to the Girl Scouts in the USA. Uh, Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet for the Girl Scouts. Good for them. So I know, uh, you know, I know that uh, the girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, was over there with Jeff at the the Vatican. And uh, she was just so proud of him. I saw the Instagram post and she's just so proud. But I will say, uh, I just looked at a recent picture of uh, Jeff and Lauren and uh whatever lauren lauren is about uh better you know get down into the start deep pocket and some cash from jeff and uh uh you should have laid off some of the work already but since you've gone this far just go down the three cuts to clown face so you could maybe stop the cloud face jeff's got enough money you could find the right doctor and you know fix that up a little bit because lauren baby honey uh stop it okay no no don't stop it find a doc that will help you help you okay (laughs) find a doc that will help you help you which in turn will help jeff and then uh mckenzie i'm here to help you okay so let me help you on chewing the fat okay all right Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll give you the joke of the day uh, sent to me to ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. This is an old joke, but it's just something to put a little smile on your face, okay? Just so you know that uh, the world that we live in today, it's best to just have a little smile on your face, okay? So since we were talking about uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, Mackenzie Scott and Lauren Sanchez and their little, you know, world of divorce and affairs and uh, cheating on each other uh an elderly couple uh he's 106 and she's 105 Uh, they've been married for 90 years 90 years they've been married and they made an appointment with a family lawyer and uh, they wanted the lawyer to write up divorce papers and the lawyer questioned why after 90 years they're going to divorce and the wife says well, we wanted to wait until after the kids were dead.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.